Faster, stronger, harder. Whoa. Hey, man. Oh, how's it going? Billy, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not exactly feeling hypnotic or funky fresh at, at oh, all. Today. Okay. I am sensing a, a lack of energy. Yeah. Uh, however, I am so psyched to be in front of this microphone. It's so pretty, and uh, it sounds way better already. Yeah, yeah, no, these are um, superior uh, in practically every way. Mm -hmm. Hopefully this is the end of our audio woes, uh, largely speaking. You know, um, for now, it looks that way. Yeah, if, if me turning my mic a second ago uh, attacked you people out in uh, video land, I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but no no adventure is really an adventure without some kind of conflict. So. That's right. And this feels adventurous. Yes. Delving into the uh to the depths of <laughs> Billy. Yes, sir. So quick question. Yeah. Off the fly, don't think about it too hard. Okay. Either you get five million dollars uh-huh. or you get five years added to your life. And when I say that, I mean you freeze your aging your physical mental aging i'm gonna take the five years just period just period right. why is that uh because i can do shady things to get uh, additional money during that five years okay okay <laughs> fair enough fair enough yeah i was gonna i was gonna say the same thing hey like as important as money is you can always get a little more Oh, yeah. Somehow. Now, how much does that money mean? That's a different story, but you can always get a little more money. Time is most definitely the most precious commodity. Yeah. Yeah. There's no really, not really a way to add that back. No. Uh, I mean, medical sciences were great and stuff, but at what quality of life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to go ahead and say that one of the next most precious commodities, especially with the holiday season coming up, because... Mm -hmm. We live in a capitalist society. Oh, yes. Uh, money, right? Absolutely. So People are already talking about Christmas in my office, and I'm upset about it. God, I hate it. I hate it so much. I, I loved Christmas as a kid, and I feel like this is a copy-paste for a lot of adults our age. Because, you know, we pay bills and stuff because we have jobs. Um, right. And want to have a decent life. And then oh, yeah. Sure. Christmas swings on through, and they're like, you have to prove you love people by giving them stuff. Yeah. Stuff costs money. <clears throat> You're gonna uh, need to come up with some more money. Yeah. And then and then you come up with some more money. And then you're like, but this other thing. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. it's even more money. Mm -hmm. Like a water heater. Oh lord. Set of tires. Something like that. Well, I wasn't even thinking about practical life applications for that statement. <laughs> oh see, I wish I didn't I wish I couldn't, but Oh no. Right. But I mean being Nerdy, geeky people. We have hobbies. So many hobbies. So, see, I don't even. I don't even have that many. But the one that I have just seems strenuous on the extra fun budget. Okay, but in all fairness, the 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 main ha the main I, I started to say habit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the main hobby that we share is um, aggressively overpriced. Oh dear God! Yes shiny cardboard yeah which that doesn't hold value uh, not great not great value um you can treat it like a stock market though and i've done that before and i'm really kind of itching to get back into that yeah yeah you were you were speculating pretty hard uh, mm -hmm. earlier today honestly i think you were uh 
think you were you were onto something. Mm-hmm. I'm still getting used to this camera thing, by the way. I realized that I was leaning over to get a good look at you. <laughs> yeah, we are we are not in. Um, you know what? I can I can adjust. Sort of. But yeah. So in that train of thought, mm-hmm. we come from two. I mean, similarly, we come from two backgrounds that are you know raised by parents who blue collar make a dollar oh yeah uh keep food on the table and obviously we made it so yeah they did their job but also at a lower price like (laughs) yeah it's it's a hard argument to make because yeah the pay scale was different like they got paid less but things costed less yeah um and i'm gonna go ahead and just take this opportunity to give my uh my my folks a shout out you know, it, things cost less, but they didn't have hobbies like we do. Right, right. Um, like, they they pretty much sacrificed um, a, a large chunk of their years right. um, to to raise to raise me. Right. Um, so, I appreciate that, guys. Absolutely. Well, I mean, there's still... I'm sure there were still things, maybe not even that costed much financially, that they enjoyed right. doing. I mean, like call it a vice or maybe they just like i don't know tiny figurines or something like that like the little (laughs) precious moments or whatever oh yeah i mean my my mom had her thing that she spent money on whatever i think they all did because they're people right you know and if you unless you're truly like detached from the material which kudos if you can be i'm um, not that transcendent yeah I, i like to eat uh but also i like to look at my wall and like the things that are on it type of thing i have a board game problem <laughs> you know but i think you i think you earn that as a human being uh, just i do my best slugging slugging through slugging through the day-to-day i think you get that so yeah and you know we you mentioned earlier about you know us having come from different kind of corners of the of the geek world right. um and then intersected um in sort of this weird venn diagram but there's you and you were talking about treating card games like a stock market, and that's that's not that's never a bet that I've been I've been willing to make. Right. I've never I've never um, felt comfy hedging my my financial bets on on card markets. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about keeping the lights on at all. <laughs> oh no, I don't even I don't even I don't even spend like discretionary. I don't even do it with discretionary funds. Right. <laughs> I you know I've gotten I've definitely gotten a lot better. Um, Part of what used to sustain that was that I would just go on a tear and spend more than I should have on booster packs. Right. And we're going to cover Yu-Gi-Oh! really soon, and I'm honestly super excited about that episode as much as I'm going to bitch about money. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, like it's 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 hard to hold him back. Like there's there's three guys right now. Right. <laughs> just yep. Like just just off camera, just barely. Yeah. It's anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I, I used to spend more than I should have, uh, for sure. But then also through watching how the game was working at the time and the progression and whatnot, I would mm-hmm. I would be able to make a decent call on what was going to be worth a little more money right. pretty soon or down the line. And then I think my best one, and this is I'm going to try to make this the last I really talk about cards specifically. But I think my best one was I turned three cards uh, at less than three dollars a piece into 65 dollars uh in the course of a week dang i ordered the cards um 
they came in the mail two days after an event oh happened yeah you got you and got i immediately, immediately lucky yeah mailed them back out but it, it doesn't always go like that but oh no you can get you can get lucky but the better way to go about it is just to have good business sense i guess in regards i'm really only good at it with this thing right i wish i could apply it to the actual stock market maybe be in a better situation but uh you know the actual stock market and this is and and let me just preface by saying this is this should not be taken as actual financial or legal advice. Dear God, no. Um, no, no. We we are not certified professionals of any kind. This is just my opinion. But the stock market is is like the general stock market is really a, a tool for long term investment. Sure. Like like swing trading is a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't uh, don't go by Nvidia and think that you're about to make you know, a 50% profit. Right. Absolutely. Um, uh, there's, there's so much research that goes into right. that. <laughs> uh, the, the closest, I mean, the closest I could measure the card stock thing mm-hmm. against is like day trading. Yeah. Uh, because it does, it is so finicky and it was, it was finicky then. And that was eight ish, nine ish years ago. So, oh, yeah. uh, yeah. But I mean, the whole point, the whole driver behind this episode was the fact that currently as adults, we have two very different uh, situations, like right the way we're living. So I have kids. I I have I have zero children. Yeah, right. Zero percent. But like we're both and I don't know your portfolio by any means, the <laughs> contents of your wallet and you don't necessarily know mine. But I mean, we're making it. Oh, yeah. Right. And so. Uh, I was up late one night, dad, and uh, I caught like this, you do right this documentary on money and like financial responsibility and just kind of learning how to be better with your money, right? Um, and that's that's what got me interested in this. So, what do you do? How, what's your mentality with? I mean, outside of covering the basic necessities. So, I mean, it really starts there because. If you don't have a, I this is me personally. Mm-hmm. If if you don't have a strong foundation as far as covering your bills, mm-hmm. um, that's going to come back and eat at your your hobby dollars later. Oh. Um, so like I've got a budget, mm-hmm. um, and my monthly bills are paid for before I start taking money out for for jack alls. Sure, I I know more than one person, um, who um will find a good deal or whatever and they'll latch on to it mm. and for whatever reason like three weeks later bam there's a there's they you know there was a bill they forgot about or mm-hmm. something came up and um now they're they're turning around and they're having to sell their their good deal that they found right and oftentimes for a loss mm. and you know that sucks right so i try to avoid that situation <laughs> absolutely absolutely um I uh, I am lucky enough to have gotten a lot of good deals in my life, mm-hmm. but I've passed on a lot of good deals because right if it's, just, not, if it's not there, it's not there. Right, right. And uh, straight up, I bought a lot of stuff that I really didn't want just because it was a good deal, right. but I made money off of it. Right, <laughs> well, that's the whole point. Oh yeah. I mean, if you're if you're gonna, it, it's an investment. It's mm-hmm. I I try to make it a point that if I'm spending extra money on that particular hobby. Uh, that it that it is like obviously it's going to be the extra money right but also that there could potentially be a return mm-hmm. some ch- 
Sometimes the chance of return is better than others. Uh, and sometimes there is no return. Uh, but <laughs> usually if, there if is you, no return. Right. If you only make safe bets, you're not, uh, you, you got to take a chance here and there. Right. But, um, yeah. And I mean, as far as, <laughs> as far as bets go, I, in a lot of ways, I'm not, a, I'm not a big risk taker. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I don't like to, I don't like to gamble unless I know I'm going to win. Mm-hmm. That, that being said, I did get into options trading options. Uh, uh, for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was surprisingly good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of fun, but you've got to have the time to micromanage and babysit, mm-hmm. um, that sort of thing. Once again, the collectible market, and it's not just cards. The right. collectible market's a, kind of the same way. Right. Like, you know, you can you can make $100 or you can lose $100 based on how, how much attention you were paying uh, just to, you know, the, the, the tide of the day. And there's... Beanie Babies. Oh, yeah, Beanie Babies. That was... <laughs> That was one of those things everybody swore up and down that they were going to be, like, super valuable. Dude, I'm staring at my wall of Funko Pops right now. Like, when does it burst? Dear God, I hope it's not soon. Because, <laughs> like, I love looking at them. My, my mm. Marvel collection. Yeah. I don't know if... Did you come up? I don't know if you've seen them lately. Uh, not lately, no. They're shelled up real nice. They look real oh, pretty. Very nice. Thanks, Reagan and Aaron. <laughs> um, But they, they look great. And I've got a few that I've just had. For a long time, like yeah. I, I just happened to pick them up from the store at retail, eight nine bucks, right, whatever, and now they're worth considerably more. And every time I think about Beanie Babies, I'm like, because I don't want to get rid of them. I love right. looking at them, right? But they would be a nice little chunk of change just right now. Yeah, and yeah, in five years, like let me let me put you on this. So I had a Batman. From the Dark Knight trilogy, mm-hmm. like like the Funko Pop, yes, the okay, Funko yeah, Pop. Yeah. And again, I picked it up from the store for like eight bucks, nine bucks. It was on clearance even or something like that. Okay. And Reagan moved in, and I started consolidating my collection because I had a lot that were just like, you know, I just grabbed it because it looked cool. Right, um, right. And I, I wanted to. I was headed out, wanted to get a little extra money to play with that day. Mm-hmm. Um. Took like 12 pops to Game Exchange or some store similar. Spoilers, don't do that. If you're sitting on some kind of random collectible, do not do that. Yeah, I know. It's okay. Um, and I mean, I got like 80, 90 bucks for the day, right? Right. Um, well, do you remember what you spent base on those pops? Yeah. Uh, probably about that much. So okay. realistically, I broke even. Okay. However, the worth of was closer to 160 and that Batman, that random Batman was carrying 55 of that. Oh, man. Yeah. And so then I came back home and I was like, what about you? <laughs> right. Right. What are um, you hiding? So I don't know if, um, I don't know if you partook in the um, Hastings going out of business oh, sale. God. I was so broke at the time. Man, uh, I was after they went out of business. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I saved nine hundred and something dollars one day according oh, to that receipt. Dear God, um, and I made multiple trips. Oh, absolutely. So that's that's there were many more receipts. Yeah. Um, but um, I bought a ton of Funko Pops mm-hmm. uh, when they were going out of business, and um, sat on them for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did kind of the same thing you did. I took them down to um, 
there there was a game store in Cabot. I don't even remember, remember what mm. it was called at the time. It was the oldest game store in the state. Oh wow! Um, but it's closed now. Mm. Um, yeah, but I took him down there and traded him in. Got several hundred dollars in store credit. I paid a hundred bucks for him because the deal because the sale was you know right. sale was 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 steep. Right. Um, I have tried my best to forget what any of them were because mm-hmm. I don't want to accidentally find out that one of them was like like a hundred dollars or, or whatever right. but you know um but the uh but yeah trade-in value on at a lot of these places is not not high right um I'm setting on a few like kind of high-end Pokemon cards sure. um and most the most you'll get at a shop's like 60 percent right and I'm not turning loose of it for 60 percent no 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 well and I mean especially if you just got to a place where you just wanted to sell it for whatever reason uh it might take a little bit longer and yeah in ways it's a little bit more like risky but just selling them online is the way to go i mean you'll have people that'll pay depending on the condition of the card the card itself 85 to 90 percent all day right if it's just something they're really looking for yeah and i mean i'm i'll be realistic at this point they'll probably go to my wife sure there's a slim chance I might find somebody with four hundred dollars who really wants a shiny Charizard, right? Okay, <laughs> but it's unlikely. No, right, right. Uh, I mean, then again, I, I'm in a couple of those groups, and you'll have people prop that up, you know, pretty often. Yeah. Uh, but so again, the money thing, though, um, and and to touch on the budgeting. So in this documentary, there was uh, they took on four different people, all of which had family or. No, two of which had families, two of which did not. Okay. Um, and I saw over a year's time, and I mean, there it's Hollywooded up, so you know, right. Uh, and these are these financial experts took on; they each took on a a person, a, an account. If, they if they each will. took a pad of one, right? And one of these guys is a professional football player, so obviously his story is pretty negligible to me, right? Um, with the exception that I mean. At the same time, there were there were things to take from each person, mm-hmm. uh, like this professional football player. Got it. He was young, signed his contract, played fast and loose with his money, went from around a million down to two hundred thousand real fast. Right, right. And that's when he decided to pump the brakes. Um, well, good for him. Yeah, absolutely. And but then he got hurt. Oh, and in professional sports, <laughs> that tends to slow the revenue down some. Yep. So. Uh, but he did turn it around. He got rehabbed and stuff like that. But he was just looking for a way to make his money happen, like to make something happen with his what he had. Right. And you mentioned the options trading. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about that. I don't know a whole lot about any of the stock market. It's a good way to lose your investment right. if you're not careful. But that's I lost they... six thousand dollars on a single day one time. Uh-huh. Uh. I got it back, but uh, fair it, enough. Okay, it, well. I, I still I still needed to change of pants. <laughs> right, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I can't imagine. Yeah, I'm glad I just fiddle with like fifty and sixty dollar Yu-Gi-Oh cards. But uh, yeah. they started talking about. I've got the notes in my phone. I wish I I had studied over them today before I came up here. But I mean that that's what got me my interest in like really investing that money. Now, with that said, you've got to be at a place where you take that extra. Because they're talking about putting a thousand, five thousand dollars in this stock fund, right? I'm like, I've got three dollars. What do I get? Uh, what can I get for tree pity? Right. <laughs> a fo fo fo, almost. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, there was this other woman who, who had amassed a considerable amount of credit card debt. Uh, she had a little bit of a shopping addiction. Okay. Um, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, husband worked. She worked uh, mostly from home, which is very beneficial to be able to be home with the kids and then also pull a dollar down. But at the end of the day, their income was by no means matching their output. Right. Um, and within a year, they had this lady flipped around to where she was roughly 65 grand in credit card debt at the beginning mm-hmm. and towards the end she was below 10 grand okay over the course mm-hmm. of a year and most of that took place in six months uh, yeah super impressive um yeah so i mean well go sorry go go ahead well mostly i'm just uh i think it'd be cool to get ideas uh, between us mm-hmm. um and then also Anybody that listens gets the perk of right. catching some of these tips here, too. So, I mean, if touching on the, the credit card debt, I mm-hmm. mean, if you do have outstanding credit card debt, mm-hmm. there, there's gotten to be where there's a lot of debt consolidation options sure. um, out there. And in which I'd, I'd be lying if I said I was overly familiar with, with most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that you can do is, um, you know, you can look at, um, you, know, you take out a personal loan. Mm-hmm. Um, and oftentimes that interest rate is like a fraction mm-hmm. of, of what your credit card interest rate is. So, you know, if you're setting it, you know, about 20% interest on a credit card and you can take out a, a personal loan for 10%, 15, even 15%, that's, that's, you're saving, you're saving dollars. See, it's interesting that you, that you bring that up and I agree. I think it's a fantastic idea. However, this woman had done that as well. Oh no. So what had happened was... <laughs> She took out the personal loan mm-hmm. to consolidate, shrink everything up. Right. But then guess what? She, uh... Now all her credit like, cards are free and clear. Yep. Then what do we do? Make it rain. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's kind of nuts. Wind it up! <laughs> what, what, do you remember what they wound up doing to, to get her out of that? Um, the, the one thing that stood out to me the most about that particular case was, uh, this financial advisor, mm-hmm. um, had her split her paycheck across five different accounts okay which sounds crazy but and this no offense this woman made a little bit less money a month than i do okay Uh, i mean and that's bring home right so that was the inspirational bit to me because definitely have found myself in some credit card debt i'm an adult um i mean yeah i mean it happens right but that was the inspirational bit to me is that she's got you know the bill account right like this is where this is where the lump sum of your money is going to go, right? Uh, and then we've got a um, a me account, so things that aren't just directly to the family or the household or what have you, but like say um, car payment, okay. Just for example, a car payment in your name um, or what have you, and then there's like an expense account, so groceries yes um, that kind of stuff okay and then there was two separate uh two separate accounts one for emergencies and one for your dream or your the thing you love whatever so like in her case it was a vacation fund or whatever okay um that fund was arguably the smallest of course because trickle down right um but the 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 driving point that they really put forward was to automate Mm mm-hmm because if you know that this and this and this is going to happen, right, then it can be a back burner 
type yeah. of thing. So you can focus on other things. And th- there was also something that didn't make a lot of sense to me, and it may make it may resonate with somebody listening here. But instead of using to get to this point, instead of using her debit card to make uh-huh. purchases, just day to day purchases, she would just swipe her credit card, even though the money was on the debit was on the debit card for the thing. Right. Um, and I assume it's because well. If it's on a credit card, I can pay for it later, and then I can buy another thing. Okay. Um, or, you know, I, I, don't, I don't live her life. Just my assumption. And that was another thing, too. But it, It's a hurdle that I don't have to get over, necessarily, because I don't buy a lot of just random shit. Because Good job. I'm, yeah, I mean, because the bills have to be paid. But some people may, you know. I, I also fully understand uh, retail therapy. <laughs> yeah. Because I've been caught up in that place a lot. But, uh. Also, there was another woman on this show who, it was just her and her boyfriend. They live together. Um, She deals with depression and, you know, mental illness, which I think a lot of adults in this generation do, and maybe in previous generations. We just didn't talk about it as much. That's another time. Right. Yeah, so she would find herself with three jobs, working really hard at all of them, Mm -hmm. and just between her and her boyfriend scraping by. And so when you're caught up in that cycle, that money cycle, mm-hmm. it's really hard to bring yourself to give any time to the things you love. Been there, done that. So some advice that this this advisor gave her was to uh, take something you love and make it a side gig. Mm-hmm. So she's, this woman was also an artist um, and had done some murals around. Also, to be fair, she lived in Houston, I want to say. Okay. So, so bigger city. Right. Much bigger city. Some things she was good at, things she enjoyed doing and make them work for her so that was really cool to see and that's i'm trying to find that as well as far as right now right looking at investing in shiny cardboard yeah you know just on a small scale because eventually it does grow to be something i I had just to tag that back one more time there were times when i didn't know where the money was going to come from from electric for an electric bill Mm -hmm. and within 10 days i had flipped some cardboard and paid off 400 dollars in electric bill yeah I mean, that's very doable. So, but the whole point in doing that was to one day have the hobby sustain itself. Right. So that if I wanted something new, if I wanted to get something, then I would just flip some cards and it never had to touch my bank account. So that's the, that's, that's the dream. Right. I mean, and I want to get there again, not just with collectibles, but across the board, anything I want to, I want to create a revenue stream for something that I love that at the very least takes care of itself. Now, if it could pony on up and pay some fucking bills. Wow, bills. <laughs> then, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm not going to hold Bobby could get a job. Yeah. Pull some fucking weight. That's what I tell my dogs all the time. Right. Get a job. Right. No, I'm, I'm so, looking at this baby right now. Like, you got, you start walking, I swear to God. <laughs> you start selling Skittles on the street for $3 a pack. <laughs> I've seen it happen, dude. It works. It's ridiculous, but it works. What child labor laws? <laughs> They're just fucking hanging out. Got some extra candy. Right, exactly. Shake it, shake it. Uh, what else what else you got, man? What do you think? So so there were there were several uh, really interesting things that you kind of brought up in in what you had just said. And you talked about she would swipe her uh, her credit card instead of her debit card. Mm. And which and that's something that I do, um, in a lot of places. Okay. And the reason I do it is is cash back. 
So, like, recently, it, one of my cards was doing, like, 5% cash back on gas for, for a quarter. Okay. Um, as, like, a quarterly bonus. Right. Um, and so, I used that card exclusively uh, for gas every time I bought it. Right. But I would... Like I'd pay it down to like five bucks at the end of the month, like you. like like before interest started accruing. You're dropping some hot stuff right now, and you're doing it fast. I just want to make sure that we're <laughs> registering that. So the whole uh, credit card for gas thing, mm-hmm. it sounds elementary, uh, but again, I had no idea when when I first got a credit card. And let me also say that I didn't get my first credit card until I was late twenties. Okay, yeah, I was so, mid twenties. Right. Okay. Cool. That doesn't make me feel as bad then because, uh, yeah, I was like, and it's such a predatory cycle too. Mm-hmm. just started to detract from that. But it's such a predatory cycle. It's like you have to have credit to get credit. But how do you get credit? Right. And so on that note there, um, and, and you can Google, you can use, just Google it. Um, there, there are some credit cards that are designed specifically for people with no credit mm-hmm. uh, or bad credit. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not guaranteed approval, but it's, it's close. Good chance, but the interest rate. But the interest rate is up there, right? Um, but those those cards are not really meant for you to go, you know, slap a set of new rims on, sure, and you know, pay ten dollars a month or whatever. Right. Um, it's just for building credit, and right. and so when when you you spend on your card and you pay it down to five bucks or whatever before interest you know was accruing, you know, you're you are um you're, you're you are building your credit, right? Um. And, you know, if you're listening to this, listening to this and you're like 18, 19, uh, go ahead and get a credit card because, you know, they don't teach you about this any anywhere. But one of the big things that drives your credit report is the age of your longest running uh, credit line. Right. Um, So if you wait until, you know, you're 30 um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, you're like, I need to build some credit, Mm -hmm. you know, one of the. You're, you're, you're automatically kind of at a disadvantage because of, you don't have a very old credit line, mm-hmm. which is not to say that it's ever too late to start. Right. Um, but, you know, it, it's so much easier if you start early. Right. But, yeah, um, you know, credit cards can have some great cashbacks and great point features, but you, you've got to you can't just let the money sit there. Otherwise, you're you're not actually making any money. Right. You had mentioned um is something to the effect of, um, um, you know, hobbies that that paid for themselves and and everything. That it's that's the dream. Mm. You know, at some point, you you kind of have to ask yourself: is is the grind worth the green? You know, my my wife used to have an Etsy store. She did pretty well, but it became a job, mm. and she stopped enjoying it. Fair. And there's there's this lady um she's a little asian lady she's got a show on netflix mm-hmm. um marie kondo i believe is her name um and basically her test is does this thing in your life spark joy if it doesn't you throw it away right or will you get rid of it right um and i think that if you know if you're getting to a point in your life where you're overworking yourself because like I, I did 75 80 hours a week uh, for, I remember. for a while. I remember. Um, you've done the same, mm-hmm. if not more. Yeah. Um, and you know, made hella money. Mm-hmm. I didn't have time to spend any of that money. Right. Didn't. Didn't. I was. Like, it just. It was. Um. It was just making money for the sake of making money. Right. And that's that was the thing that was pushed on us, though. I feel like as kids, it was like if you're not going to go to college and you better go get a job and you make a whole bunch of money real fast while you're still young and. I mean, yeah. the only thing that does is, I think, you're like, I just made all this money, and 
now what like because life my 20s sucked (laughs) for (laughs) the most part i mean don't get me wrong there were obviously things that i'm glad happened in my 20s and like i had kids and stuff and i love my kids but holy the the your brain's not even fully mature enough to grasp what is happening and you're just pushing your body through like you said 40 50 60 70 hours a week Mm -hmm. um and you feel okay physically but then also it doesn't last no and for me it was more the mental burnout like absolutely like i wasn't doing you know 75 80 hours a week at like a strenuous job right physically um but you do you do anything for that many hours and like you're gonna oh, start you, to wear right, up in the head right. you know and there's no shame in that. It's just that's just how people that's are. Well, it's the learning curve for sure. But if yeah. we could, if we could get out in front of those folks and be like, "Listen, bud, find some joy in what you got right now." Yeah. And some of the younger guys that I interact with, I, I'm really happy for them because they are leaps and bounds ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, just talking to them, yeah. Um, the, in in that respect, like they'll work. Uh, I've seen them. They they work, but then also they they do they they. They'll get the money that they want or the money that they need to take care of the thing that they want or the thing that they need, and then they'll lay back. And then, like, one of those guys is a streamer, uh, not a huge stream yet. He's asked me to hold off on bringing him up, so I will, but... um Shh, secret stream. He just... He's he's doing the smart thing to do in your 20s. Right. Um, so kudos to him, but I feel like that's because partially we 10 years older than this guy figured out that that was not the way the way we did it was not yeah. the way because these kids are so much smarter uh, about their money now mm-hmm. like i heard i was listening to a podcast last night and there was a story about this streamer who scammed this 16 year old kid out of seven thousand dollars oh wow i'm not saying that's okay and i'm not bragging for that dude by any means but the fact that a 16 year old had seven thousand dollars to right. be skimmed out of right and i to clarify i don't think it was all his but right a good majority of it was so that kid was smart enough to make some money happen at 15 16 years old however he was just naive enough to lose it right but so yeah but speaking of the the whole streamer thing i think it's i mean it's to, to be real part of the reason that we're doing this i mean not for us to necessarily make this into a money-making venture hopefully uh hey but that's, like comment and subscribe that's a new revenue stream that we i feel like when we were 18 years old was not even in the cosmos of possibility necessarily yeah not not really right so like we were well, like we were just beginning like to see the rise of like profitable content creation. Right. Now I remember being 16, 17 years old, Hillcrest high school. And my, my friend brought, he was one of the more affluent kids at school and mm-hmm. brought an iPhone, his iPhone to school for the first time. And we legitimately were like hooked on watching YouTube videos. Right. Not even thinking about the fact that these guys are getting paid for this. And they may not have been the people that we were watching, right? But well, I mean, and ads weren't anything no. uh, back then like they were now. No, no. Like getting, like making money off ad revenue on YouTube was a, a very non-existent idea. <laughs> and now, literally, there are people who have jobs doing that, and yeah. they got into it because on some level they love it, right? And they turn something they love 
into profitability. Now, coming back to the argument of is the grind worth the green, uh, I have heard of quite a few people abandoning it strictly because, you know, reworking of contracts and stuff like that through certain services and whatnot. But, right, right. Again, me at 18 could not fathom the idea that I wouldn't have to hit a time clock every day. I could sit at home and play video games or just talk into a microphone and, and get paid for it. Yeah. I now see I have I have dabbled in streaming here and there um and I've I have for a while I worked part time while I I had a, a an IT business mm-hmm. um and you know I was really exploring the world of working for myself mm-hmm. but the thing I don't know I it's always been very hard for me to get away from that guaranteed paycheck I don't, um, like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't not, take those, I don't take those gambles. Fella. And I eventually, I eventually burn out on IT work, um, and close my shop and, and all that. But, um, you know, I don't, I can't say that I necessarily regret most of the decisions that I've made in my life, right. but I do, this is part of the reason this has been so fun is because it's a, it's social, but B it's, um, it's new. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 um, it's something that I'll, I always thought would be cool, which is right. to be on the radio, kind of. Right. <laughs> but uh, you know, if you love it, you love it. Um, don't. Um, I, I encourage people not to monetize what they love to the point they don't love it anymore. Right. Um, now, once again, if you know, if you are determined to be a streamer, um, and you you're probably going to get sick and tired of playing at least certain video games. Sure. Um, but at the same time, it's your job right. playing, it, being tired of playing video games is probably one of the less sucky things. One you of can the do. most first world problems I've yeah. heard of in my life. 10 out of 10. Yeah. I want to, I want to flip back a little bit yeah, to, to this documentary you were talking about. Yeah. Um, do you remember the name of it? Not off the top of my head, but I can tell you it was on Netflix. Excellent. Yeah. You know, you were talking about the football player, um, you know, very few, relatively few people are in the position of having a million dollars all at once. Right. Um, and it's easy to see where, you know, especially if you look at it as, well, I'm not going to get hurt. You know, I'm going to get another million dollars right. next season or next next contract or whatever. Right. You know, it's easy to go ahead and say, I can spend a quarter million on this. Right. This, this thing. Guy, this guy dropped a chunk of change on some chains and he did take he did take a really cool trip which he took a trip to paris he took his fiance at the time or okay they, they may have been married that's respectable but, but right but it still took money right to do that oh yes international travel is not cheap mm-hmm. you probably have heard the the phrase don't count your chickens before they hatch right um the money that you will make next week mm-hmm. is not in the bank no you have not made that money yet right so, um, and, you know, in, in the position he was in, he had, and even if it's not a million dollars, you know, even if you have, you know, an extra 5,000, an extra thousand, right. You know, it, it's not it's, extra. Pretend it's, it's not there. Right. I mean, well, and don't, don't, don't assume you're going to make another no. X amount of money. Right. Um, we live in the working world, <laughs> you know, retire, like we're going to, we're, we're going to get old. Yep. Um, and nobody wants to do any grind forever. No. Um, if you're ahead, consider consider storing some of that away. Right. Um, now, right now, interest rates on CDs at banks, it's not great. Mm-hmm. 
uh, a lot of people are lucky enough to have um, a, a 401k or something like that through their employer. Um, some people are not. I think it's important, unless you yourself are a professional money person, mm-hmm. don't don't try to manage your own money. Um, go somewhere, have somebody invest it for you, um, or just let the let the 401k people manage it for you. Right. Don't uh, don't try to do it yourself with your primary retirement. Right. You know, had he taken half a million dollars um, and invested with one of the top fifty right. money managers in this country, expected return seven ish percent. Oh yeah, um, and that's way above what you're going to get on a on a CD right now. Well, that was part of his his whole uh, story was that he took he he was really scared of the stock market. That was mm-hmm. that was his biggest uh, thing that he wanted to get into with the the money that he did have was to figure out how to make the stock market work for him. And so he was still really, really hesitant. And this advisor convinced him to drop some money into the stock market. And the advisor was pushing him. He's like, 10000 just do it. You won't yeah. regret it. And he was like, no, I can't do that. There's no way I can do that. Uh, 5000 mm, No, still really hesitant. So the, the guy put, uh, he spread 2500 across three companies, I think it was. Okay. And within... A month, I believe it was. He was like, "I'm putting five on everything." So, right. Um, but again, he exists in a world where I think a lot of us don't. Yeah. Uh, as far as uh, amounts of money that we can just put towards things like that. Yeah. There's there's a lot to be said for uh, for the stock market, both good and bad. Um, the thing is, is a good money manager, and, and the stock market's scary because companies can go bankrupt. Right. Um, you know, you get bad news out of, you know, s- some other country and suddenly market takes a downturn and right. you start looking at losing thousands of dollars. But a good money manager is not going to put all your eggs in one basket. Um, there are um, there are entire index funds that are built off of um, they're They're made up of multiple companies. Right. Um, there's there's lots of ways that a professional money manager can can insulate your investment. So, you know, it, don't don't be afraid of it. I would say, don't put all your eggs in one basket. <laughs> Billy, what do you think about scratch off tickets? Is that the way to make it? Mm, <laughs> spicy. It's, it's, I mean, if, I mean that depends on how badly you need toilet paper. No, fair <laughs> enough. It's not comfy toilet paper either. Uh, you'd have to need it real bad, right? I'll say okay, but say realistically, somebody comes into a work bonus they don't need. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need it, or it'll help, right? But. But everything's square. Uh, everything for the foreseeable future is square. We just got new tires. Our phone's good. Blah, 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 blah. So you got $300 to play with. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not saying recommend us some companies to invest in. But, I mean, that is a small amount in the grand scheme. But how do we invest that? You, you mentioned index fund. You mentioned uh, mm-hmm. blanking. But um, so, so with $300... Uh, and yeah. obviously you're not, you go into this, not be rational and don't think that next week you're going to have five grand. Right. That, and anybody who promises like huge returns, they're not, yeah. is, is lying to you. Don't give them 300. Um, yeah. Um, you know, people who we were talking about like 25%, 50% returns right. in a year and that's not happening. Right. Um, so what you can do is you can go, um, Again, we're not professionals. No. You can 
and I'm trying to remember the name that there, there, there is such a thing as uh, crowdfunding for um, businesses, mm-hmm. um, and or a uh, you can there. I, I'm trying to re- so hard to remember the names me, of, of them. Let me check the notes. Um, but uh, one company that I'm familiar with is Legion M. Okay, and they had their initial stock offering through an online platform, uh, and I can't remember the name of it. And I'm trying really hard. <laughs> um, and you know you could. You could invest with relatively little money and really get on kind of get on the ground floor. Like their their I think their initial um, price per per share was somewhere around uh, five ish dollars. Um, I think I bought in for about seven dollars a share. Um, oh. Whenever I whenever I bought some of their stock, mm-hmm. not endorsing, but I'm just saying I own some. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, since then it's grown. It's split. Was it a good investment? It wasn't terrible, mm. but but getting in on the ground floor of things, getting in early mm. with newer companies, um, you can make some money that way. Right. You can also invest in what's called, uh, I believe, it's a safe. Um, not not an actual safe. Oh, okay. Um, I thought you were being being coy here. No, like, no. Um, so basically, what you'll do is you basically loan a company money, mm-hmm. uh, and they agree to pay you back your initial investment plus a certain percentage. Um, typically it's about 50%. Um, so you're, you make 50% off of, you know, your, your initial investment, which mm-hmm. is a pretty good return. Right. The catch is, is that's paid out out of typically, I think it's the first 10% of their profits. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they don't turn a profit, you mm-hmm. make no money. Right. Um, but when they, when they turn a profit, you make a pretty good return. Right. So that's something else to look at with, you know, you know, a few hundred dollars. Right. That's that's what I would do. That's what I have done. I like it. And another thing, we had mentioned an actual safe. Right. You know, if you if you put back thirty dollars a month, that's three hundred and sixty dollars over the course of a year. You know, you can save up faster than you think you can. Right. At thirty dollars a month, three hundred and sixty a year. That's not a, that's not a lot. No. But you know, you can especially if you've got a side hustle going, you can save up enough for a much larger investment. Right. And it's, um, there's, there's such a thing as a, you know, an IRA, which is, you know, you, you, you put money in and then you, you pay taxes on it, you know, later. And that's, and that's another thing that a professional money manager can do that you probably can't is, is they know all the, all the advantageous ways of making your, your account, you know, benefit you in the way, in, in the realm of taxes. That can be huge. <laughs> Question, Billy. Yeah. Do you bank? I do bank. You do bank. Okay. Yes. So what kind of uh, services are allotted to you through your bank outside of they just hold your money? Um, so mine offers free checks. Okay. Um, I get a, I get a debit card. Um, I don't, there's, there's no fees associated with having my account open. Um, if your bank has fees for having a checking account open, you better be getting something real extra. Right. (laughs) You know, um, so my question is because I truly don't know mm -hmm. outside of that, your checking account, like, can you just make an appointment with, I assume there are some money professionals there as it is a bank. Mm -hmm. Uh, if not, We've got some problems, <laughs> um, right? But uh, is that allotted to you? Do you have that? Do you have that availability to walk into somebody's office and be like, "Okay, look, here's my situation. I want to, f- 
I want to hit this goal financially. Um, or do we have to go to a separate office, a separate place from our bank? That's going to depend on your bank. Sure. I'll be honest. I actually don't know if my bank offers that. Right. Uh, I've not, um, uh, being upfront, I, I use a, um, a quote unquote third party money manager. Okay. So, um, you know, I, I haven't had a need for that service to check into it. Sure. Um, some banks I believe do, do offer that sort of thing. They will, um, some offer, um, like estate planning, um, and trusts, um, and things like that. Um, that's something that I've been, I've been wanting to buy a house for years and it's right. becoming more and more of a thing that I want to make happen for sure. And I, I've spoke with some other friends about this and the biggest recommendation that I'm getting is to go speak with a loan officer, not that they're going to be like, Oh, okay, well, yeah, let me just do some paperwork and here's a couple of hundred thousand dollars. Right. And they can kind of guide you in a way to get you to that place, like how to manage your debt and what to, what to pay into, how much to save, so on and so forth. Right. So I just feel like, and disclosure, uh, this friend that gave me this advice used to bank, like he used to be a banker. Okay. So um, I just feel like it, it's important that, because I know tons of people that stress and, and worry over their money and how they're going to meet this financial goal. So I think somebody hearing that that's a possibility that I, as much as you may not want to, you can just walk into your bank and sit down with a loan officer and formulate some kind of a plan. Yeah. You know, they um, typically, you know, you can sit down with your officer and they'll give you the steps that you need to take to, to, you know, kind of know if you're ready. Um, they'll give you an idea of what all is going to go into it. They can talk to you about, you know, what percentage rates you're typically looking at and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and this applies to auto loans, personal loans, mortgages. Mm -hmm. um, and it, now that I thought about it, my, I know my bank does offer a money market account, um, which is um, sort of an investment account. So, you know, that's, but that's, that's not, that's neither here nor there. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, go talk to you if you're needing if you're, if you're needing to finance something, go talk to your loan officer right. um, in person. A lot of banks have on, online applications for loans. Sure. That's all well and good, but I, I want to talk to I want to talk to the loan I officer. I want to see this guy. Yeah, yeah, I want to know his face. Yeah, absolutely, man. We've rambled about the green stuff that uh, feeds these trees <laughs> for for close to an hour now, and I don't know if we've even posited much in the way of helpful information. But uh, does it matter? So, <laughs> right. Thank you to the 13 of you who are listening regularly. Woot. Yeah. We love you. We, we really do. And hopefully uh, the audio quality is up to your very high standards. <laughs> Obviously, you got them because you're listening to us. Oh, man. Yeah. We, we do apologize for the uh, for the issues early on. Right. Um, at some at some point, I would like to do an episode about starting a podcast. Yeah. Because uh, this has been an adventure. Um, I have I have done streaming and things before, but um, moving from speaking into a headset uh, to trying to um, wrangle a like a like actual microphones and stuff, uh, very different. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Also, I can't hear myself. That's that's a weird feeling. I mean, I can hear myself, but not through the headset. So I don't know if I'm going to like that or not. I'm sure the the listeners will. But <laughs> oh, I like listening to you. Oh, you're you know what? I love the way you boost me up, man. More people need more people like you. I look. I'm 
I appreciate that. Uh, I'm not for sale though. Mm, fair enough. You know, <laughs> you'll, I, have to I find, got, you'll have to find your own bald man. Yeah, sorry guys, I got in on the ground floor. But uh, yeah, man, it's been a pleasure talking to you. It may have been a little bit of a boring subject, but I think anything anything we do as adults, uh, and this is about doing the things that we love, it's gonna cost you. Oh yeah, it's gonna cost you ten out of ten. Um, but consistency um is key right. you know uh, no budget no budget works if you don't stick to it right so you know be smart consult professionals you're not a professional i don't care what you think <laughs> you're not a professional and remember that even if you're just in a place with debt or anything like that that you feel like you can't get out of that shame is going to keep you in that box yes so if you, you you've got to abandon that feeling because if you can't break past that box, then you won't be able to fix your situation. Mm-hmm. You did it. You can't change that it happened, but you can fix it. There are uh, there are certain wealthy individuals who have declared bankruptcy so many times. Absolutely, um, and they are still very proud of themselves. Right, and they're still wealthy. Right, and somehow, I mean, especially at our, you know, rung on the ladder, it's it's prudent to say that a millionaire is made ten dollars at a time yeah it, it because if you hit a scratch off most of the people i've seen do it they're broke again in a year mm-hmm. so. yeah you've got to you've got to manage what you've got now um because you're not you may not make it again right but this has been informative i'd say at the very least man oh, i hope so it's been a good time um i've enjoyed i've enjoyed hanging out with you the next few episodes will be much more entertaining i think uh, at least if they work out the way I'm hoping to got to make some connections. Whoop. See how that um, there will be, uh, more guests in the future, uh, coming down the pipeline. Mm-hmm. Um, more fun topics. Right. Um, yeah. Um, but anyway, until, uh, until next time, guys, this has been geek your I'm Billy David and, uh, we love you guys. Thanks. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Have a great one or else.